Hi there, this is Simon Robinson. Welcome to a special edition of the Go Wireless podcast. Today is the 19th of November. Uh, today I'll be skipping housekeeping till the end, so if you want to know all about our upcoming trainings and events, uh, hang on until after today's interview, uh, but we'll get straight into it today. So today is a special edition of the podcast. Not only am I joined by one of our staff members, but we actually have one of the team from Grandstream here today uh, to talk all things, uh, all things Grandstream, upcoming products, uh, what their role is, and all other kind of exciting stuff. So Today I am joined by Ben Mile from Grandstream. Say good day. Good day, everyone. How are you? Awesome. And I am also joined here by Daniel Allen from Go Wireless. Hello, hello. Cool. Um, so if you're wondering why there's a random gap between people's voices, Dan and Ben are sharing a mic on a swivel. So uh, please bear with us with that. Cool. So uh, today I'll just get uh, both of you guys to introduce who you are, what's your role with what appropriate company and uh, what you do. So Ben, feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. My name's Ben Mile. I'm the country manager for Australia New Zealand for Grandstream Networks. And as such, I look after both of those regions. Awesome. And what do you do here, Dan? Uh, so I don't know. What do I do? Yeah, that's a good question. Pretty much know. anything and everything I get asked to do. <laughs> um, a lot of internal business development stuff, I guess, and yeah. processes and things like that, um, and tech support. Nice. Well, also on the Grandstream side of things, you're also a Grandstream trainer. Correct. Yes, nice. Cool. So uh, we've got a bit of uh, questions to go through today. So hopefully um, after listening to today's podcast, you know a bit more about Grandstream than you did before, uh, a bit more about Ben and uh, hopefully some uh, exciting new things coming out from Grandstream. So um, I guess just a bit of background about uh, what's your background with Grandstream to, to both of you who wants to ask, what is your background with uh, the company? Uh, I've been with Grandstream for about the last two and a half years. Um, so came into the role of country manager for Australia and New Zealand. Prior to that, we used to run Australia and New Zealand from the US. So we now have uh, myself as headcount in Australia and New Zealand, uh, charged with growing the market share across both countries. Nice. Cool. And uh, what was your background prior to coming into Grandstream? I come from a background of most parts of IT. If right. I go right back, um, mobile phone sales. Yeah. Then moved across into general telco. Then from there moved across to internet provider. Then from there, moved into system integrator. Then from there, moved into IT distribution. So now everything. working on the vendor side. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. What was your favorite? Um, I actually quite like the vendor side. Oh, but yeah. I think having had experience across all the other parts of the industry mm -hmm. tends to help because I can start to see and I can ex understand from people where their issues fall within what's going on. Yeah, so what they're actually looking for, what support they need and what they're trying to put together for their customers. Nice. So it distinguishes you from the just the average kind of salesperson. You kind of know where we're coming from, right? I think it adds more value if you've seen the full side. Yeah. You've seen all the different angles rather than someone who's just started in vendor land and stayed in vendor land. They can sometimes become quite detached yeah. and not really know the whole real world environment. Nice. Cool. Uh, what about your background with Greenstream there, Dan? Uh, so, uh, when we first took on Grandstream here, uh, one of the first products that we got in was the uh, IPPBX. Uh, so, I 
deployed that in our office, uh, ripped out our old Asterix box and use it, used it as our um, phone system here. And uh, that's when I started to discover the, the capabilities and power of the product and um, yeah, then became the main tech support guy for it in the office and uh, started promoting it when any, anyone asked for a phone system. So. Nice. Yeah, so for everyone who doesn't know, uh, if you're calling us with uh, Grandstrom issues, usually if you if you get anyone other than uh, Dan, it's usually Dan that we're going to for uh, for assistance. <laughs> yeah, that's usually right. <laughs> <laughs> Callum's pretty good though. Yeah, Callum is very good as well. Yep. Nice. So I guess on that, um, I guess uh, that's because partly you're the Grandstrom trainer here. So uh, what's that all about? What's uh, the Grandstrom training all about? Uh, so with the Grandstrom training, uh, we we do three different courses uh, for the for the UCM, uh, which is the PBX, and uh, so the first one sort of starts off giving you just a it's just a free online course, which gives you a little bit of information about the capabilities of the product. Um, it's kind of almost a little bit like a an in depth sales course of um, of the product and and its capabilities. And then from there, you move into the um, professional and expert courses, which uh, the professional second course goes over actually configuring all those settings that you learned in the in the first course uh, in the PBX. And then uh, the final third expert, expert course goes into uh, things like Wireshark, troubleshooting, uh, syslog, that sort of thing to, to really dive deep into into the packets very cool so i guess uh ben from a so say from an endpoint user what's what's the benefit of me doing the grain stream training obviously besides all of the information that dan's just told sorry are we talking from an end user or from yeah an so say it's just I'm, a, I'm just a standard system integrator and i want to get into the kind of ip phone system what's what's the benefit of me doing grain stream training okay i guess the main benefit to that is it's actually going to allow you to to a fair degree, support the product directly yourself. Um, you'll be able to, once you've done the full three levels, you would actually be able to troubleshoot the issues for your customer directly. So it's allowing you to be able to respond a lot quicker to your customers. It's allowing you to solve their issues rather than having to rely on a third party to provide that information to you. Nice, very cool. And I guess, um, obviously, I don't know if it's New Zealand specific, but everyone seems to be quite time poor here. The, the thing I liked about the, the first training was just that it's just a webinar that we can host um, for people to come on whenever they are. They don't have to fly all the way down to Christchurch or Auckland, wherever we tend to host the events. Yeah, the main reason we do it as a, as a webinar base is, as Dan correctly pointed out, the first level is more, it is a sales based. So it's more about the features and benefits of the product and understanding all the specifications and what value that's going to add. Mm. Then as you step through the next levels, that's when you start to go into the actual configuration side. And then as you go to the third one, that's when you start to get into all the troubleshooting side. Nice. So like the third tier is kind of, you know, you want whoever's going to be troubleshooting the issues in the office and things like that. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. So it's designed, the, the initial one, you could almost, uh, if you're an integrator and you've got a, a sales team, okay. they could sit the first one. And then they're going to understand fully the product. They'll understand how it sits within the market, what features it has, what benefits it's going to provide to a customer, and it actually equips a salesperson to be able to sell the product. 
Yeah. Also, and so the other two courses are in person. Yes. With hands-on training with the products. Absolutely. Yep. Nice, which is quite cool. And you do a mixture of labs and theory, I'm guessing? Yep. Cool. Nice, because it's always good to get hands-on with the product. Absolutely. The, the goal with that is you walk out at the end of the day knowing how to configure how to configure the product. Very cool. Also, like that you you know do have a certification to your name. We have a lot of uh, integrators who you know like to flaunt to their customers. You know, I, I'm selling you this product, but don't worry, I'm also certified in this particular product. Kind of shows to them that you're at least fairly aware of how the, how the products operate. Absolutely. At the end of the course, is you you walk out with a certificate nice. for each of the levels that you do, uh, and it is the same consistent training that we provide globally. Very cool. So anyone that has that certification is going to have gone through the same courses globally. Nice, cool. And what what's the like upkeep and the oh, sorry the the buy-in and stuff overseas? Obviously, where the trainers here and stuff. What's it you know reception been like overseas? We have uh, we we run through a, a different a number of ways of doing it. We have a number of distributors that have uh, certified trainers, mm-hmm. and then as a vendor, we also run our own certified courses as well. So ideally, the goal is. Uh, to have distributors to that level because then they can provide the training on demand to their customer base. Nice. Rather than having to try and schedule in resources from Grandstream to do that, they can then, if they, for example, uh, if you have a distributor that's at the point where they can train, if they have half a dozen customers that want to, it becomes viable for them to run a training course. Where as a vendor, if we're sending out resources to do that, we may require a large number to do that. Yeah, right. Nice. Cool. So, what do you think differentiates sorry differentiates Grandstream from other VoIP or networking manufacturers? There's a couple of things. Um, I guess the first that stands out is the breadth and depth of the product range. It's been designed that you could deploy a total customer solution all under the single vendor and be able to go from end to end. Or because everything is built just on open industry standards, you could take any of those components and add them into an existing deployment that a customer may have. So when I say the breadth, it covers everything from IP telephony. So we've got PBXs and phones. We move into Wi-Fi networking. We move into door control. um, And it just keeps expanding. It just keeps expanding where we're heading and which markets that we're moving into. But the goal of it always is that anything we do is built around industry standards and we, we're not heading down the proprietary road. And with the exception of one of our back-end platforms, we don't charge licensing fees. Nice. So a customer buys a product, they can fully operate it, fully load it day one. Nice. And you've so got a couple, a, couple so of cloud a platforms that you can take advantage of, right? Yes, we do. We've got, uh, we've got three now. Right. Uh, we've got GDMS, which we've just launched, which is the device management platform. So that manages the telephony side. Right. Um, initially, that's leading out with a number of phone models that will then grow to support our range of PBXs to be able to manage them, them remotely. We have GWN Cloud, which supports the Wi-Fi product and the networking side. And then we also have IP Video Talk, which supports the video conferencing side. Nice. Um, I guess we've got quite a lot of products on our website and everyone probably identifies Grandstream typically with IP telephony. You've got quite a, a large range of products. So what, what other products besides IP telephony do you guys do? You've obviously just mentioned their door control, wireless. Yep. So we have, uh, we have, doors, we have door intercoms. Um, 
again, they're built around industry standards. Uh, they support Wigand and, and all, all those standards within there so they can be utilised straight away within security deployments. We have the wireless networking. Uh, that's a growth category for us. We're almost due to release another couple of products within that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have some more coming in that space next year as well. Cool. Um, so we have those. We have uh, a refresh coming through a number of our different other product categories. But where we're also moving, we mentioned before about the door intercoms. Um, early next year, we'll be moving into uh, internal intercom screens to then finalise off that part of the solution as well. So uh, at the moment, typically people will put one of our Android phones hanging on the wall as the interface, right. sitting on their receptionist desk. Uh, we're now bringing out a dedicated panel that people can either desk mount or wall mount that will allow all the functionality but will allow it to work hands-free without the handpiece having to hang on the wall. Nice. Cool. Uh, Dan, from a sales point of view, what, you know, you know, mentioned about what, what differentiates Grandstream from other VoIP or networking manufacturers, but what do you think are, you know, Grandstream's key selling points for you as a salesperson? Uh, I guess uh, for me... <coughs> It would have to be the uh, the flexibility of the the PBX and the phone system side. Uh, it's it's quite powerful. There's not much that you can't do with the uh, PBX, and especially for that price point, it is loaded with features, and uh, and it's quite quite a robust matured system now as well. So um, that'd probably be my pick. Uh, they also integrate with. Uh, well with other products like their their door systems and uh, their their PA speakers as well, so they can all tie into the the UCM. Uh, we've got a few schools now starting to use that as a full solution for uh, providing public announcements throughout the school as well as the uh, the school phone system. So all tied into the one package. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen a few with this is specifically Christchurch with um, emergency announcements as well using there. The new GSC products, am I right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, nice, very cool. Uh, question for for both of you guys: What is your favourite product or product line from Grandstream? Uh, well, as Ben would know, I've been hanging out for the SIP speakers for quite some time now, so um, the they're sort of up there on the list. Uh. I still probably go back to the PBX though. Right. Uh, just it's just so simple to set up and use. Uh, there's so many features in there. So anytime I get a customer ring up and say, "Hey, oh, we want to deploy a phone system. It's got all these requirements." I can pretty much say yes, yes, yes before they even give me the requirements. Nice. Cool. I know it's probably like Sophie's choice choosing a baby, but what, what's your favourite, Ben? <laughs> That is a hard one. Uh, I'm going to go a bit like Dan. I've got a couple. Okay. Um, for me, yes, it's the PBX. Um, it's a little bit like uh, a little bit like the secret sauce. It's something that can tie the whole lot together. So it can uh, it can bring everything together. Um, it is quite unique within the marketplace. The fact that it doesn't run a licensing model, so you've got a guaranteed um, cost of investment. The other one. I would have to say is, and I'm going to go very broad here, is the Wi-Fi side or the networking side. Uh, And the reason for that is not only have we gone down the road of access points, 
Uh, we have the cloud controller that will support them. But then we're also moving into the actual Wi-Fi endpoints. So we're moving into desk-based telephones that are Wi-Fi-based. We're moving into Wi-Fi cordless phones. So we're bringing in that ecosystem. So it's not only the one part of it. We're bringing in the end devices that will hang off it and allow people to interact with it. And there is some little um, unique nuances in there. Mm. Um especially I mentioned before the, the Wi-Fi cordless phones, if people are using those and they utilise our access points, there is a little tick box sitting in the interface when they configure the access point and they can tick a little box called Enterprise Voice. And what that's doing is that's allowing a, a seamless hand, handover from one access point to another. So you won't get uh, typically what people may have experienced in the past, the, the pause, the drop, the crack or the pop. Yeah. It just seamlessly hands from one to the other. So right. much like people would uh, would see an experience with their mobile phone, you're just roaming as far as your access points will carry you. Is that like based on 8 to 11 hour or is it a special grand stream secret source? Uh, it's a little bit of a grand stream uh, nice. product in there um, or a little bit of a, a mesh of a, a different number of different type of caching technologies for access points. Um, and it's merging all those together so that you're getting the best way of pre-authenticating to your next access points. Nice. So that you're handing across seamlessly. Cool. Well, I guess because uh, I never get asked questions, so I mean, my probably my favourite product with Grandstream would be definitely like saying the Wi-Fi stuff. Um, I like the access points, just the simplicity of them. Just from a salesperson standpoint, that we can sell someone an access point. And a POE injector, and they can just plug it in, and it's ready to go. There yep. is already an SSID. There's already a password, and I don't know six times out of ten, a lot of people at home are just happy with the wireless that's on the back of the access point. You know, I've seen a lot of people out there with their bog standard Huawei routers that they get from whatever their provider, and they're just using the wireless that's on the back of the on the back of the router. So it's not uncommon to go to someone's house and just be like, "Oh, what's your Wi-Fi password?" Like, oh, it's on the back of the router, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, it's great that we can sell something to a product, especially for our integrators that can just put something in a house. Absolutely. And it's a very simple setup. And even if they do want to do the configuration changes, you know, just logging into the web interface, making the changes, it's all it's all very seamless, very easy. Well, logging into the web interface, if they've got uh, if they've got the app on their phone, they can literally just scan the barcode and provision it straight across to the cloud controller that way. They can literally have it up and running within probably less than a couple of minutes. Nice. Yeah, we've got a few people who are using the GWN cloud, and so it looks very cool. Um, it's definitely matured since last time I looked at it, so... Um, any any kind of exciting new features or anything being planned for that? Or? Uh, look, there's always new features being added to it. Um, where I see a lot of interest from people with that is the cloud controller uh, going along with the, the grand stream philosophy. It's a free it's a free solution, mm. so uh, you're not paying any access to be able to provision on there. There's no uh, there's no upper limit of how many access points or how many networks you could be managing under a single account. So you can manage all your customers under a single account. Uh, but anyone that touches into things like um, managing their customer's Wi-Fi and let's say their customer has a, a captive portal or the likes. Uh, I could be sitting on a beach with a mojito in the hand and I could be configuring someone's captive portal in probably less than a minute. Nice. Upload it straight to the cloud, push it straight out. Um, I can even sit there and schedule in when I'm wanting captive portal changes to happen. Nice. So uh, from that point of view, if you're managing your customer, you could uh, start to build some annuity revenue streams 
by uh, building into a management account, for example, for your customers, that every so often you may change the captive portal. And you're sitting there being able to do it less than a couple of minutes. It's not costing you to do anything, but you're generating a revenue stream now from your customer, uh, especially if you've got anyone, um, let's say, within the retail space. You'd be able to, because within the captive portal, you can actually um, use advertisements. You can actually run video as the captive portal. You could actually be promoting their current TV commercials that yeah. someone's got to watch before they get Wi-Fi in the store. Nice. Cool. Um, is there any particular space that you would like to see Grandstream be more in? Where it's currently not, whether that be like the hotel or hospitality or... Um, look, I think in general, we're growing quite well across most categories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where people will start to see within our product product range moving forward, we will start to move into more. Um, we'll start to move into some more industry focused type solutions. Right. So we've got the product range there. It's now more around fine tuning to specific segments or how a particular product may be used within a specific segment. Right. So that's sort of where we're heading. The product range is robust. It's mature. Now it's about uh, about growing that within specific verticals. Nice. Cool. Um, so we're actually releasing this podcast uh, tonight and tomorrow we've got a couple of Grandstream events where you guys are speaking about your product roadmap and, you know, where Grandstream's heading and stuff. So, you know, we're not going to be making any breaking news or anything like that, but is there, uh, <laughs> is there uh, any new products that are coming out that you, you want to talk about on the podcast for those who maybe didn't go to the event and want to hear about what's coming out? Um, if I look at probably... Let's say we look up and through up to January. Sure. We okay. won't go much further than that. Yep. Um, so we already have one Wi-Fi cordless phone, WP820. We'll be moving into a second model that will sit as a lower spec model below that, so the WP810. That at this stage is expected in January. Um, so it'll allow to move down into a space where, say, the WP820 may be a little bit on the, the higher end for what the customer wants. We're moving into a door intercom screen, so it'll be a seven-inch screen. Um, so it will interface with our range of GDS door intercoms. That was the indoor one you were mentioning before, right? Yep. Okay. Sorry, the the one you mentioned earlier on. Yes. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. So that'll be uh, at this stage. That's scheduled for January as well. And then we have a couple of new Wi-Fi products coming. So we'll move into our second external long-range access point. Uh, that's that'll be at this stage late December, January, that'll move into a 4x4 uh, a four four multi-user MEMO. Um, so we're heading into that space. The difference, or one of the differentiators with this particular one, though, is unlike our other external access point, the new one will feature removable or replaceable antennas. Nice. So it will allow some configuration around that. And then the other product that'll come after, or around the same time, will be moving, I guess, more into... It'll find its way into the hospitality space, uh, but I've also already had other people identify a number of other uses for it. It'll be a, I'll call it an access point, mm -hmm. but on the access point, it will have three Ethernet ports as well. So it's basically like a, an in-room Wi-Fi for a hotel. So it can be powered by PoE. It will have one power out PoE, so you'll be able to power a, an IP desk phone within the room from it. And then you still have two other network ports, say for an IPTV box, or if you've got a, a diehard 
customer that still wants to plug in the Ethernet cable, yeah. doesn't trust the hotel Wi-Fi, uh, there'll be the ability for that as well. But where I've had other people identify it is for things such as um, CCTV camera deployments. Because this particular product, it will actually allow that access point to connect back to a mesh network within the site. Right. So, for example, you've got a hotel. Uh, you don't have cabling to each room. You can put these in each room to provide Wi-Fi. Let's say you've got solid brick walls or it's an older building that is not conducive to Wi-Fi coverage. You can put these in each room if you need to, but you can then have APs sitting out in the hallway and mesh them back to that rather than having a cable to each room. So there's a number of different ways that that particular product will be used. Very cool. It may even suit moving down into uh, smaller deployments in, say, your local cafe. Nice. Because uh, it's still going to support a, a number of clients to it. It'll still have reasonable coverage range to it. Yeah. Down into a lower price point again. Nice. Very cool. Uh, out of all those products there, Dan, is there any particular product that uh, you're most excited about? Uh, I guess I've had a few requests for the uh, the LCD panel on the wall uh, for the the facility access. So um, had a few customers that are deploying the GDS door systems into uh, apartment blocks and places like that, and <coughs> they are currently putting in reasonably expensive i guess if you you're deploying quite a lot of them um android touchscreen phones so having a, a um, hopefully slightly lower cost just just basic uh wall panel one that actually looks a little bit nicer as well uh without the the big handset on it uh, that'll be quite nice to have i think cool and so that that panel obviously has the the visuals from the gds some right that you can so you can see who's there and you've also integrates with GDS in terms of allowing access as well, or yeah, it'll let you do all of that. So essentially, um, easiest way to think of it is at the moment people would uh, hang a phone on the wall to allow interaction with the door intercom. Mm -hmm. Essentially, this panel will allow all of that. Uh, it'll have the speakerphone built into it, so you'll be able to communicate hands free. Um, but it will also have uh, some. Uh, I guess some differences on the back. It'll uh, it'll run a couple of uh, network ports on the back, so you'll be able to run a couple of different networks into it. So say an apartment and the building. Nice. Um, but it will also feature Wi-Fi as well, so you'll be able to connect it back in via Wi-Fi. Oh, cool. Nice. So essentially, you'll be able to put it anywhere within that apartment, so long as it's powered, and you'll have the ability to uh, either mount it on the wall or just have it as a table mount. Nice. Very cool. Well, I guess that kind of you know, what we talk about answers my other questions, which was about, you know, how do you see Grandstream evolving as a business in the coming years? You've kind of touched on all those things anyway. Yeah, it's just, uh, as I say, it's more about um, taking the product range that we have, expanding on that and heading into different markets and different verticals that, uh, that we're getting requests for. Nice. Very cool. Well, that's all my list of Grandstream questions, but... Uh, every time I get someone on a podcast, I always ask the same question, so I'll ask you guys as well. Um, you mentioned what your favourite piece of Grandstream tech was, but what's your favourite bit of non-Grandstream tech? Oh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> um, and you can't cop out and say, like, cell phone? 
Oh well, that's where that's where I originally started from. <laughs> <laughs> we'd all we'd all be lost without them these days. Oh, for sure. Um, that is a really interesting question. Um, I think, even though some people say it's how how much longer is the lifespan going to be, mm. um, I guess I'm still a bit of a sucker for a desk phone. Um, oh, yeah. I actually still prefer the physical interface. Um, we have a some people will say no, no, no. Let's go soft clients and all those sorts of things. Um, I still think it's easier and more intuitive to actually interact with a desk-based phone. Yeah. Would probably be something I'd say. Nice. Yep. Dan? Uh, I wasn't really prepared for this, but um, just trying to think off the top of my head. I think my probably my favourite piece of technology at the moment would have to be my, uh, probably my MacBook laptop, I guess. Um, It's probably a bit boring really oh, but um i mean it it can hold all your photos do all that sort of stuff um you know it's basically it's your work life your home life you can do all your streaming videos and stuff on it uh netflix the whole works so as far as a piece of technology that is quite capable of doing just about anything uh in the tech world uh, it'd probably have to be that and uh, the the MacBook's been pretty rock solid actually. I've had it for probably about five or six years now, uh, and apart from a screen defect that makes me look all patchy and old when I do a uh, a video talk with someone, uh, it's actually um it's still chugging along really well, and no need to upgrade. So nice. No, very cool. Um, I genuinely can't remember what I said in the first one. What my favorite tech was. So I uh. And I'm the host, so I can opt out of questions. So, all good. Um, so that's everything I've got. I mean, Ben, uh, sorry, Dan, did you have any questions for Ben or anything? No, I don't think so. Uh, got plenty of stuff to talk to him about off here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, um, appreciate both of your time today. Um, you know, time is money. So thanks for coming on and I really appreciate it. So, yeah, anything else you wanted to say before we finish up? No, nothing at all. Thanks for the time today. No problem at all. all right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, might actually skip the housekeeping today. Uh, I'm a bit lazy in terms of my recording. So uh, if you want to see any upcoming trainings or events, just jump on to uh, training.gowifi forward slash events and um, hopefully hear from you soon. Cheers, guys.